if, if you're not a golfer, you've never played golf, you don't know what we're talking about. If you've been around golf, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Here's the story. I hate golf. I hate golf. I hate golf. Nice shot. I love golf. <laughs> One little thing changed everything. I mean, like, do you know what I'm talking about? I see Gene shaking his head back here. Amen. I hate, you know, I've, I've missed putts that I knew I should have hit. I said, I hate this game. On the next hole, you just kind of sink. Like, Ooh, this is awesome. I love this play. Let's not quite be that fickle when it comes to the house of the Lord, but, but let's confess that that is kind of how we are. That's our nature. Little things can change our whole mood, our whole concepts. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming. Thank you for staying, for preaching. Second Timothy, first chapter. Try not to keep you a long, long time. Uh, I don't need a runway today. I don't need to build a platform. I'm just going to do helicopter style. I'm just going to just lift off. If that's okay with y'all. Amen. Save time. Get to the point. I'm preaching to the choir anyway, but I think there might be a word that just might be a help to somebody in here. 2 Timothy 1, verse number 12. For which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded, there's some good words in here, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And I just want to take just a little bit of portion of that scripture, the last part of that scripture for my title, he is able. He is able. He is able. Yes, he can. He is able. Hallelujah. Smile at somebody and then you can be seated. Amen. But don't stay seated too long. You have liberty. Praise God. Amen. I believe with all of my heart that we are serving a God that has absolute limitless power. He can do whatever he wants to do. Whenever he wants to do it, he can do it how he wants to do it. He can use you or me or he can use anybody or he can use nothing and do whatever he wants to do. There is no disease he cannot heal. There is no loss that he cannot recover. There is no soul that he cannot heal, amen, or save. There is no sin that he cannot forgive. I want us to get this into our spirit and into our voice, hallelujah. No heartache that he cannot soothe. No family that he cannot put back together. Just in case you didn't know, there has never been a burden, never a sorrow, never a loss, never a pain, never a disappointment that God is not able, amen, and he is not sufficient to take care of. Get that in your gut somewhere. Let it become a part of you, amen, because that's the kind of God that we're serving, and that's the kind of God we have to and need to present to this lost and dying world that uh, just don't know God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In fact, he is able to go beyond our experiences. Amen. Amen. Now unto him, that's what the scripture says, that is able to do exceeding 
abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen. We can't even think big enough to figure out and to know what God is capable of doing. Amen. Listen, we can take comfort in the fact that God cannot fail. If you want to get on the cannots and the, and the, you know, the guidelines of God, we may talk about that just a little bit, just sporadically here. Listen, your dearest friend may fail you. Amen. Your family may walk out on you and let you down. But let me tell you something. God cannot fail. Sometimes we think about that scripture about God. We think about things. and No, no, no. No. What, what it's actually saying is he can't fail you. He can't let you down. In fact, he loves us so much, he can't leave us alone. He wakes us up in the middle of the night. He communes with us or tries to. I hope we're sensitive enough to let him. Listen, God, amen, can never let you down. If you put your trust in him, he's going to come through, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. That's the, the, that's the key, just believing in God. It, it, listen, if that's not enough, Jesus made it crystal clear. He said, all power. Think about it just a minute. Think about the language of the scripture. All power, not some of the power, not part of the power, not a little bit of the power. No, no, no. But all power is given to me in heaven and in earth, Matthew 28, 18. The only limits on God are those that he sets for himself. Oh, I'm so glad he's a God of mercy. I'm so glad he's a God of love. I'm so glad that he cares. So he's gonna set those limits in the proper place. Hallelujah, amen. But all power is given Amen. It's all his in heaven and in earth. Praise God. Number one, God is limited by his own nature. First of all, God cannot fail. Amen. That means he cannot fail you or me. Amen. He cannot fail. It is impossible for God to fail. Everything else may fail. The heavens may roll up like a scroll. Amen. And this earth be destroyed by fire. But when it's all said and done and the smoke is cleared, he is still God. Amen. Remember the little bumper sticker? Used to be in a, you could you could pick them up at your local Christian bookstore. Amen. The Bible said it or God said it and I believe it and that settled it. I remember many, many years ago, the first time I ever saw that, I said, something's wrong with that Bible, with that bumper sticker. I I'm really appreciate people advertising Jesus. Amen. But it says, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I said, no, no, no. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It ought to be just God said it and that settles it. And I hope we jump on board and say, you know what? I believe I'm going to believe that. I'm making a decision here. Amen. There's no situation that is too much for him. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Amen. God has never suffered a defeat. He has never been caught short. Amen. He's never been uh, outmaneuvered. Amen. He's never been outsmarted. He is triumphant in every situation. Romans 8, 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? It's almost like the writer's being sarcastic. Don't you know that if God's on your side, he's all that you need? You don't need anything else. 
One of my first, one of, almost one of my very first messages that I preached, I got it from somebody, at least the title, amen, it was just Jesus. And my whole message was, you don't need nobody else but him. When you get full of Jesus, which is the power of the Holy Ghost, by the way, amen. Listen, he's all you need. You get full of him, then things are gonna start working out. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, amen. There's no way, amen, you're gonna go wrong by receiving Jesus in your spirit and in your heart. Hallelujah, amen. So he's, he, you, you can't defeat him. He is triumphant in everything. Amen. Number two, the second aspect of God's nature is that he limits, amen. The thing that limits him is that God cannot make a mistake. Boy, that's, that's hard for us as human beings to fathom. I understand that. Listen, if God knows the end from the beginning, if there's nothing hidden from him, that's scary to me. Amen, nothing hidden. If he sees all things, knows all things, then there's nothing that can sneak up on him. You ever been hit by something? You ever been blindsided by something? Amen, it happened to you, you're like, whoa, where did that come from? It could be literal, it could be spiritual. You could like, whoa, but that never happens to God. He sees it coming way before it gets there. In fact, he wills it to do or not to do. You just, you just can't fool him. Oh, I'm glad to be serving him. I'm glad that my trust is in him. I'm glad that I have faith that it's gonna be all right as long as we're in God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. God never says, oops, I wish I could, I could do that. Oh, uh-uh, no, no, no. I usually in my wedding, sometimes in my wedding ceremonies, you know, I, I, you know we, we, kind of get lighthearted sometimes if we can and, and we said when God made man because you know man's the head of the house some women always have a problem with that they try to turn that around and you know, you know and so we, we try to get a little light with that to help folks like that carnal folks people who don't like to submit people who don't need a husband they got one but they don't need him and they'll tell you that I'll make it just fine. You need to pray. That's what you need to do and let Jesus fill you up and just quit getting just a little taste of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just stop on that a little while. But I used to bring out the fact that, you know, when God made man, he looked at man after he got done. He said, you know, I think I, think I can do better than that. And he made a woman. <laughs> it makes carnal people feel good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But he never says, oh, wow, I, I just, I'm, I'm second guessing. No, no, no. He never says, I wish I could do that over. That's why we can turn our lives over to him and know that it is the right choice. That's why that we can climb in the waters of baptism, amen, and go down in that lovely name that's above every name, by the way. And the scripture says that, he said every knee is gonna, con gonna bow and every tongue is gonna confess that he is the Lord. I I'd like to just go ahead and get baptized in that name right now. I I'd make sure that I've had my sins washed away and the blood applied to my life. It is the right decision, amen. You don't have to try to figure it out. You don't have to try to force it into a certain channel or the way it, you feel like it ought to be, amen. Just let go and let God have your life because he never makes a mistake. 
and somebody knows that, but you need to hear it again. It, God's got it in his hand. He's not going to drop you. Amen. He's just not going to be frivolous with these things. He's going to take care of it. This is why there are so many frust frustrated Christians. I've been on this. I was on it Wednesday night. I was back on it. You know, when I, when I get in this channel and I begin, these things just keep coming in every subject. I kind of twist it around. I kind of like to feel like it's the Holy Ghost directing me to say something to help somebody that's worried and anxious and weary, amen, and just upset with, all, with life. We need to learn how to trust God because that's what's happened when people worry, when people fret, and people get upset about everything. Some people have a chip this tall. It doesn't, you know, I, I've tried to work around people and try to make them happy. And, you know, and after a while, it's like, you know what? It doesn't matter what you do, they're not going to be happy. It doesn't matter what you say or how you say it, they don't like you. They've made up their mind they don't like you. And so, you know what? When you get older like me, just like, well, you know, we hope it works out all right, but this is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I hope you don't hate me. I hope you don't stay cross. I wouldn't get crossed up with my preacher for nothing in this world. I, let me say that again. I wouldn't get crossed up with him. Is he like some kind of, no, no, no. He's just a human being, but God is using him. God picked him out. God chose him. We better listen. We better, if there's anything in it, we better make sure that we get all that patched up and cleared up. Because that's how God works. That's how God does. That's why we get preachers in here once in a while. I say, you know what, man, they, they don't need to hear me anymore. I've done about all that. I'm, I'm on the border. So let me ship somebody in here, get some of you guys to do it. We're gonna, it's the same God. He's saying the same thing. A different voice, though, because people just get up to here with it. Like, man, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. It's coming soon. Praise God. But we, we're unhappy. That's not the will of God. Unhappy Christians? I've never heard of such a thing, but yes, I have too. Praise God. They've not learned to trust God. We need to have a casting service here. What do you mean? Casting all your cares upon him. Amen. Just get down to this heart. Just throw some things on him. I'm... I, you know, the enemy has heaped this on me. I'm worried about this. I'm upset about it. Just cast it on the Lord. Get the peace. He's the God of peace. The Prince of peace. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus' name. Praise God. Apparently the enemy has slipped in, sowed seeds of fear into the hearts of wonderful, precious saints of God. As a result, there is worry, there's anxiety, there's torment. And that's not the will of the Lord. Now, from a shepherd's view, I have to keep a close eye on ailing sheep. I just started to say sick sheep. I don't want to offend anybody. That's what that means, though. <laughs> ailing sheep. Because whatever they have can be passed on to others. Hallelujah. I'm going to let you ail a while. 
but then I'm on AOU. I'm like, hey, 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 what's the deal here? Let me make this plain. If there is one who is offended, unhappy, or angry, it won't take long before, guess what? They are going to vent. And when this happens, others are convinced to believe what this person believes. Either the judgments of God are about to be poured out or we're just not doing anything right or everything's about to come crashing down at any time now. Just, you know, just everybody's bad. Earlier I used a word, worry, torment. This comes directly from a spirit. I'm going to get going here in just a minute, but I'm slowing down on purpose. This comes from a spirit of unbelief. going to work? Hey, we're doing this in Jesus' name. Church is going to fail? No, no, no. God said, I'm building my church upon a rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It won't work? Oh, oh, no. I didn't say. No, he said it was going to last. He said it was going to stand. But there we go again. That like that. You know, I hate golf. I hate. Oh, I love this game. There it is. We can hear it for years. You you let one disgruntled, you let one negative, out of the will of God, individual that thinks everybody else is missing. That's where they always are. And then after a while, they'll convince somebody else, and they'll get sick. Hallelujah. Praise God. But if we'll just accept God's word, hallelujah, hallelujah, God's going to take care of some things. But God's, another one of God's self-imposed limitations is found in Numbers 23 and 19. God is not a man that he should lie. If Jesus said upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, then you don't have to worry about what happens to the church. Brother Thompson, this is going to be fine. I don't have to even go pray about that. I have to make sure I preach in the name of Jesus. And when I pray for folks, I do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we we have to get our doctrinal right. I understand that. But, but you don't, we don't have to worry about these things. God said it, and that settles it. I'm trying to help somebody right here. The church is going to be fine. Amen. It's built solidly on a rock. It's not going to move. It's not going to falter. God said it, it is not only going to survive, but it's going to overcome the gates of hell itself. When Peter said, if you'll repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, he said, ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, you know, maybe some of you think you've got to pray hard and a long time. No, no, that's what the word of God that's what it said. 
and that means that that's since God can't lie, that if, and of course God even gives it to some of us on credit before we get baptized. Because it's kind of like if you'll do this and this, then oh yeah, you shall receive. That's the language of the scripture. Then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. When I lay hands on somebody, I'm expecting them to get it. I'm believing. Now, I'm not believing in my power and my authority. I'm believing in what God said. God said if they'll repent, God, he will fill them with the Spirit. And that's what he does. Number three, God is not limited by his nature and his word. You and I have the ability to limit God. In other words, God's not limiting himself so much. It, he is. He does to a degree, but we have the we have the ability to. We, we got to get. I can't. I couldn't leave this part out. And listen, there are so many ways that we can restrict or shut off the move of God's Spirit in our lives. I'm I'm really really trying to reach somebody right now. It just maybe it's just a little faint spirit. You know, I don't I don't think the things bowled us over, but I think it's just kind of somewhere in the back of our spirit somewhere. Maybe this won't happen. Maybe this won't work. Maybe the church won't grow. Maybe you know. I, you know, just anything negative, it doesn't matter what it is, amen. So many things that will hinder and stop the will of the Lord. Listen, we hold in our hands blessings and cursings. We hold our, you know, in our hearts the ability to receive and the ability to reject. That's up to us, folks. You, you can receive this word today. It, it's up to you. Or you can say, you know what? Hey, that's just another one of those sermons. And that's what it will be to you. And in the same service, somebody will say, man, that's one of the most awesome services I have ever been in in my entire life. What happened? They just made the choice that was different from yours. That's how God made us. We're just like him in some aspects. Hallelujah. One of the, one of the ways that we limit God is when we do not believe. We just, our, our faith is, 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 is not really strong. I mean, it's just another church service for us. And that's all it'll be. Amen. Just another sermon. And that's all it'll be. But if we can dare to believe, any service can be a miracle service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I, I want to show you something here. It, 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 you know, when we wonder where God, you know, no, no, no. God's putting it in your lap. It's within your grasp. It's whether you believe or whether you don't believe. When Jesus preached in his hometown of Nazareth, you know, you've read this in the Gospels. They said, whence has this man and this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? They couldn't see Jesus. They couldn't see God Almighty manifested in human flesh because they were seeing the carpenter. That was, it, it, was, it was them. It wasn't God. Amen. Is not this the carpenter's son? They were face to face with the supernatural and felt compelled to just cut him down to size. That's in my own words. That's what they did. Who does he think that he is? To force him into what they were compelled with to make him fit the normal and the ordinary. Oh, he, no, not he can't. Well, it can't work through him, especially because we know him. We talked about it in Sunday school today. I had the privilege of meeting powerful men in our movement, in our fellowship. 
Now, please don't take me wrong. I'm not criticizing these guys. Uh, I'm certainly not disrespecting them, but I found out in fellowshipping with them, having dinner with them, hanging out with a few of them, amen, that, that, that he's, a, he's, he's not what I thought when, he, when I heard him in the pulpit. I, saw, I said this, I'm going to say it again. Some of you have heroes. Oh, awesome preachers. And in your mind, oh, if I could just have him for a pastor. If I could just, no, no, you would find out that he's a human being. He's got faults. I never thought I'd hang around Brother Tenney long enough to just like, I knew what he was going to say next. I, at the Louisiana district, they got them, they got them little cliches memorized. And they're and they like, you know, it's become common. I'm like, well, if we could just get Brother Tenney here. And we've had him here a couple, three times. But, but you know, uh, after a while, you hear those little things again. And they're all cool and they're all good. And I love the man dearly. But he's a human being. And let me tell you what else I've, I've done. And this is on the edge, right? It's on the border right here. I knew a situation personally. I knew it. I was involved in a sense, knew the pastor. Knew, and Brother Tenney's take on it was just totally out of the ballpark, totally wrong. You think I was going to withstand him? I didn't say a word. <laughs> but I knew the situation better than he did. Did you lose this? No, I realized he's a human being. The information he was getting and where it was coming from, it wasn't what, the way it really was. So I'm just simply saying, all of our distant, holy men of God that we revere and just almost, oh my God, isn't that awesome? He's a human being that God is working through and blessing people through. Some people, they travel a lot, and it's a good thing they do. If they stayed in one place, I, I don't know how Jeff Arnold survives. Causes people dingbats, idiots, stupid. I don't know if I could take that or not. And if you was around him, guess what? He'd do you the same way. And then you couldn't take it, some of you. They'd love him so much. Ooh, I love Jeff. You idiot. <laughs> hallelujah am I making my point here God wants to bless and he'll use whoever he wants to and you know what uh, I, I was reading somewhere just the other day uh, who was it in fact I read part of it to my wife T.D. Jakes he said God will put you under somebody <laughs> is it good he loves you so much he's trying to save you He's trying to beat the self-will out of you. He'll put you under somebody who has some flaws and things that are pretty obvious that you can see because you think that you're smarter than they are. He'll put you under somebody just like that, dumber, dumb as a box of bricks. And say, this is where you belong, right here, because you ain't got it yet. And not let you do anything you want to do. Not let ever let you have your way. TDJ, I'm just reading about it. You know, that's when he said that it'd be really, really good. He said it's much easier upon children who have been taught reverence, been taught respect at home, been taught to behave themselves at home, and be obedient at home. He said it's much easier on children like that when they get out, when they grow up and they get in church or wherever they are, whether they get stopped to get a, have a speeding ticket, they take it much better because they have they started in their formative years. Remember that, parents. Amen. But, but folks who've just been let loose and let go and never been taught, uh, you know, to, to respect and honor, they get grown. They don't respect and honor anybody then either. 
told y'all I was going to get on something here. I, I love y'all. Praise God. Hallelujah. But, but these people in Nazareth just didn't, oh, he, we know this guy. One of the gospels said he did not many miracles in Nazareth. Y'all, this was God because of their unbelief. He said, now it didn't say that only a few sick folks were healed. You know what that was? That was God's mercy bursting through their unbelief to touch a few sick folks. God just, there's that nature again. I'm just going to do it anyway. Amen. I kind of feel like that's what God does. They don't believe, but I'm just going to bust through here and do something anyway. Hallelujah. Speaking of mercy, blind Bartimaeus, ooh, somebody needs to get a hold of this. He never asked for healing. You know what Bartimaeus asked for? He asked for a miracle. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I got that. He asked for mercy, but he got a miracle. You know what? I'm, I'm on it again, y'all. I'm on it. This may ought to be a Wednesday night, but we think we know what we need. And so we all ask him what we think we need. And God said, that ain't what you need. Maybe we ought to ask him for mercy. And God would give us the miracle that we need. But you know what? A self-righteous person, a prideful person, they don't think they need any mercy because everybody else is the one that needs the mercy. I'm, I'm, I'm on it, y'all. Oh, God. Remember the man, the people praying at the temple, and one guy, one guy smote his chest and said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner? Remember who God blessed and who God came to? It was the guy that said, I want mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Bartimaeus, he just asked for mercy. Matthew 15, 22, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him. Watch this. It, it, she, was, she wasn't a Jew. She was a Gentile. It was before the time of the Gentiles. She came out of the same coast and cried to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. You know what? We need to highlight this, underline this. Amen. Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Some of us need to pray for our kids. And when we need to pray for them, that's what we need to do. Oh, God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Lord. As, uh, listen, as long as the enemy can keep us deceived and thinking we're okay, we will never cry out, Lord, have mercy on me. As long as we think that everybody else has the problem, amen, we will never cry out, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm preaching right now, hallelujah. My hope is that God would let the scales fall from our eyes and we could see us like God sees us. Without you, Lord, I can do nothing. Amen. I'm like the prophet. God, I don't know when to go out. I don't know when to come in. Woe is me in your presence. That's when we're going to get somewhere with God. That's when our prayer is going to go straight through to the throne room. That's when God is going to come down and move among us. And he's going to start with peace and joy. Amen. And excitement. I feel like shouting. Why? Because I just turned everything over to him. God's trying to pry our grip off of things. We've laid claim, amen. We've put our mark on situations. God's trying to get us loose from that where he can bless us. 
God wants to do it today. Let's clap our hands to him right now. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm hopeless without your help, God. I, I don't have it all figured out, God, so I desperately need you. Jesus came to a neighboring city. I'm going to try to close here pretty quick, all right? I'm, at least I'm, I can see the runway, okay? Hallelujah. Jesus came to a neighboring city called Capernaum, all right? They said he was just a carpenter's son over there at Nazareth. Somebody said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? They used to say that about my hometown. Said, can anything good come out of Harrisonburg? You know what I'd say? Anything that's good will come out of it. <laughs> they still live there. <laughs> Get them back just a little. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but Jesus preached the same message that he did in his hometown. When they said, it's just a carpenter's boy. We saw him grow up. You know, we know who he is. Did the same thing at Capernaum he had done in Nazareth. When they heard him now, okay, listen closely. When they heard him preach in the synagogue, they went home, they got the sick folks, the hurting folks, the hungry, and they brought them to Jesus. They said, we've never seen anything like this before. And they turned him loose and they let him be God. That's what they did. Amen. Praise God. The book says that they brought everyone who was sick, everyone who was hurting. And notice this. wasn't just a few. Jesus healed them all. Now, now, my question is this, folks. Do you want to just a few got healed? Revival? Or do you want a revival where, oh, everybody there got healed? Everybody there got the Holy Ghost. Everybody there shouted. Everybody there got the joy. Everybody that left church that day was happy and contented and had the joy of the, that's the kind of revival I'm preaching about right now because he's able, hallelujah, he's able. Let's stand together, amen. He healed them all, didn't leave one sick person. That's the kind of revival I'm expecting, amen. Everyone got healed, revival, amen. Everyone got filled, revival. Everyone got baptized, revival. That's the kind that God paid for. That's the kind that he put on a rock and said, the gates of hell cannot stop this revival and this church. So why don't we just let our faith loose, amen, and start believing for the extraordinary, amen, the powerful, amen, something big, bigger than any of us have ever seen before. It, listen, God, is, there's no shortage of power for him. So on our part, we can have a Nazareth revival or we can have a Capernaum revival. What happened? Well, we had a few, just a few got healed. Well, thank God for the few. But we don't have to settle for that. Hallelujah. What about everybody loves everybody revival? What about a revival that just erases the lines between all cliques? Who this is my best buddy. No, you need to have, everybody needs to be your buddy. You ever seen people can only have like one buddy at a time? Because when they got done with that buddy, they was mad at him. He was mad and they went to the, ooh, I got some. 
that's the most childish thing I ever heard of in my life. <laughs> I, I know people, I know adults, they can only have one friend at a time. Because when they got the other friend, they ain't not friends with you. When they got you, they want to talk about, no, no, could just a, a, a revival where all that's erased. Amen. I love my brother here. Hallelujah. And I love this one too. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know how I do this, but I love Brother Pete too. You know, no. <laughs> I really need the Lord. No, praise God. That's the kind of revival we need. Didn't, didn't the Bible say, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples? Did Jesus say that? Why? Because you talk in tongues? No. Because you get baptized in Jesus? No. Because you shout and run it? No. Because you're bigger than any church in town? Oh, got to be. No, no. You, by this shall all men know that you're my, my disciples because you have love one to another. Oh, God, give us a revival where everybody loves everybody. God, you are love. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know what love does? It bears all things. Oh, I need to hold, hold on that a while. I'm just not going to put up with that. Love bears all things. Bears all things. It believeth all things. I don't, I don't know if I... No, no, no. You need to get a double dose of love. Oh, yeah. It does make you gullible. It will put you out on a limb. And yes, somebody will come along and cut that limb off. What I'm saying is you will get hurt. And so we're, we know that and we're afraid. Oh, no, I'm not going to step out. I did that and they let me down. You know what? Guess what? You'll get let down again. You'll get hurt again. But that's, listen, listen, that's what happened to Jesus. He got out on the limb and they crucified him. Oh, but what a blessing. Praise God. What a power. I'm, I'm, I'm going to close with this. The names of God ought to just suggest to us some things that he can do for us. I'm just, just, just one or two here. Jehovah Jireh. He's the Lord that provides. What, what does that mean? What, what, what do you need? You need money? Amen. You need love? You need blessing? What, is, what do you need? You need a house? You need a car? You need friends? He'll provide. Oh, here's, here's a good one. Jehovah Shalom. What that really means is the Lord send peace. And, and, and since God lives in eternity, I mean, he's in past tense, future tense, present tense. Man, he's already sent it. It's already here. He's the Lord of peace. When's the last time you got a good night's sleep? When's the last time you could walk in the house of God and just feel your liberty and feel peace? Like, you know what? It's all right. Everything's fine. Everything's good. The church is good. My brothers and sisters are good. How's it? Oh, the church is wonderful. You know, it can be falling apart in there. You know, but you know, God can put blinders on us. Oh, that's a wonderful thing to do. Because you get your eyes on stuff. Some of y'all are too smart. Amen. Y'all just looking. All the time. <laughs> Would you quit doing that? Look, hey, hey, look right up here. <laughs> may I, I always like to say, may I have your attention? I like attention. Right here. Praise God. Here's, here's a good one for some of you praying people. The Lord Shammah. 
It just simply means the Lord is there. And him being omnipresent, guess what? When he's there, he's here too. He's there and here at the same time. Hallelujah. And so when you're in that test or in that trial, guess what? His name tells us that he's here. You just got to believe it. And when you do, you're going to start feeling his presence. Hallelujah. Let me give you one more. Amen. Just in case somebody feels like he just may, I don't know, we just don't know about this God. Sid Canoe, the Lord our righteousness. So the next time that you fail just a little bit and you like mess up, and you know you messed up. You know you sinned. Guess what? It's not me anyway. It's his righteousness. Him. He's got me covered. Let me just say it like this, folks. He is able. We, we could list things that we need or don't have or want. We could list problems from here till next year. You could line them all up, pile them up. You could write them on lists that would fill this front. I know there's situations. I'm just not going to try to act like there's not. I'm not going to pretend that, that, that you don't have. I understand that. But I'm just simply saying you, whatever you got, whatever you can drag up here, God is able to take care of it. He's able to fix it. He's able to give you peace in the middle of it. That's what I'm preaching to some of us, and I'm hoping somebody, amen, whether it's your job or whether it's your marriage or whether, whatever it is going on, you can say, you know what, God, I'm just going to give this to you, Lord. I'm a miserable wretch. It's not your will. I am a Christian. I'm trying to do the best I can, but, God, I can't handle this. When you, get, when you learn that you can't handle it, that's when you're getting somewhere with God and just hand it over to God. Hallelujah. That's when the peace is coming. That's when, the, that's when it's going to pay off to you to be a believer and to be a Christian. Hallelujah. I don't know what to say. It don't matter. Don't even matter. We don't even need a song. We, in fact, we could do the song. We don't need no music. <laughs> y'all okay? Y'all all right with this? I didn't, I didn't hurt y'all too much today. Y'all know I wouldn't do it for anything in the world. Amen. I want to see you grab a hold of this wonderful revival that God paid for, this God that's able to do all things and anything. One of the things he wants to do is to bless his children. I told somebody just today or yesterday, uh, told somebody, you know, I said, you know what, Laura's got a good job. I mean, you know, she, uh, you know, she, she didn't graduate from college and we were like, like on her case. It didn't do any good. With her smart brain, she could, you know, she, she she took some college courses, and but but you know, she I talked to her here a while back. I said, she said, Dad, I, you know, my my resume's weak, but but here's the thing: once she ever gets an interview with the boss, she gets the job and gets the top job. She's doing really really well, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna lay a little bit of claim to that because I said we don't stop praying for, her. because if the rent didn't get paid over in Dallas, guess what? I'd be like, you know what? I gotta help the girl. We gotta. That's what you do with your kids, and that's what God does with His kids. Amen. I just think He's a little concerned about us. He's able. Hallelujah. Anybody believe that? God's able. Hallelujah. Let's let Him be God. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's let's thank Him.
just do nobody but you again. We ain't done that in a while. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. I know I'd wear this song out, but it's part of my message. Amen. Nobody but Jesus. That's all you need. Nobody but Jesus. I'm telling you, listen to me. You don't need nobody but him. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Help me out here just a little bit. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. When I was in trouble, you came to my rescue. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. When I was in trouble, you came to my rescue. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. One more time. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. When I was in trouble, you came to my rescue. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me know when you're ready over here. Give me a signal. Praise God. This is wonderful. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Chad's baptizing him? I guess so. Hallelujah. We ready? Amen. Sister Emma, amen. What a wonderful thing that you're doing. You never have to fear. You never have to doubt that this is the will of the Lord. God did command us through the man that had the keys to the kingdom. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. That includes you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, here's what else I'd like for you to do, Chad. When, when Emma comes out of that water, I want you to lay hands on her and Sister Carolyn help him. Amen. Emma, you take your liberty and just speak in that spiritual language again. It's all right. We're going to do it with you here. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Sister Emma, upon the profession of your faith and in obedience to God's great holy word, we now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship. Let's give him praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and speak it out. It's all right. Go ahead and take your liberty in the name of Jesus. Nobody but you. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. When I was in trouble, 
You came to my rescue. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Come on, let's give thanks to the Lord for what he's doing right now. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, we believe in God for a great number of people. I can't wait till that happens, but until then, we'll just get them one at a time, all right? Help me out with this, folks. Help us minister. Hallelujah. Well, two at a time. I didn't realize we had another one coming. And her name is what? Teresa Crystal. Yeah, we got two or three crystals. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We ready over there? Hallelujah. Sister Crystal? Hallelujah. I, I picked it, Crystal. Here I said, today I said, that's what you get. That's what happens when you move up close to the front. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Crystal, we, you know what? Your dad, we love your dad. He's just a nice guy, you know. We're going to work on him through you, all right? Don't forget to invite him. Amen. Crystal, I'm thrilled. I know you've been coming around a while. This is the right thing to do. Amen. It's the scriptural. It's the biblical thing. And so we're just with you 1,000%. You've got a new family now, Crystal. Amen. Not discounting the other one, but you've got a church family. And we love you here. Hallelujah. All right, Chad, if she's ready. Amen. Amen. Sister Crystal, upon the profession of your faith and in obedience to the great holy word of the Lord, we now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him. That's it, Crystal. That's it. Just love God. Yes, that's right. Go ahead. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and talk in tongues. It's all right. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, go ahead. Take your liberty. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes, that's it. That's it. Go ahead and speak it out. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Before you get out of here, make sure that you you hug these two sisters. Amen. Two members of God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Tell them you love them. Make them welcome. That's right. Yeah, she needs to talk in tongues a little bit more. That's okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't forget Wednesday night, Children's Church right here. Sister Kim, prayer right here on Thursday night. I think Brother Gene Lepo's leading prayer. Thursday.